This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Now, I don't want to get too excited here or too takey, Mike, but I'm going to mm-hmm. fire this one out here to start, all right? Hit me. Let's Did go. we just witness a legitimately good, legitimately exciting hockey game? Tell me I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. That was, that was for sure the most entertaining game of the playoffs. That was so much fun. It was lead changes galore. It was, it, you know, there was, there was drama, intrigue. Uh, it seemed like it, it's funny how the, you know, the first entertaining game of, of not the playoffs, but like the, the, the series comes the when series the, for sure. yeah, for the series for sure. What it comes when the goaltending was at its worst. And I think there's a, there's a correlation. Yeah. Those things are always loosely connected, aren't they? Yeah. I, th- I think there's a correlation between those two for sure. Well, I guess we should let, you know, if you're listening to the show, I'm sure you know the score of the game, but it was a 5-4 final. The Tampa Bay Lightning moved to within one game of the Stanley Cup they were always supposed to win, right? This elusive Stanley Cup for them in the last decade. Well, it looks like they're finally going to get it after a 5-4 victory. Kevin Shattenkirk in overtime. In exchange of penalties early in overtime, the officials clearly didn't want us to go too long with game five less than 24 hours away. Uh, But it was exciting while it lasted. It, It seemed... I don't know if the writing was on the wall in this game because Dallas certainly had their moments and certainly had their chances in overtime, but that Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay power play is just clicking and it, you know, it didn't happen right away in that, in that penalty. Uh, but Kevin Shattenkirk scoring from his spot, you know, obviously not, not even the guy who was supposed to score, but it just seemed like that goal was coming because uh, Tampa Bay's power play has been just so good. Isn't it funny how at the start of the series, that was the biggest conversation was where did Tampa's power play go? They, they, they're totally stagnant. They need to, re, need to re-energize this. And now it's like the story of their entire success. It's, you know, we're seeing articles come out. No, Dallas has no answer for Tampa's power play. And it's the reason why they won this game and why they're so close to, you know, Stanley Cup glory. It's, it's really, I think it's just funny. Like it, it, how much something can change and sway in a series like that. Because that's what we were talking about after game one was Tampa looks toothless with their power play. What's what happened. And now it's probably the biggest driver of them going one day, or I guess being one game away from hoisting the cup. Yeah. It's another thing that's loosely associated with one another is the fact that Tampa Bay's power play now has six goals in four games in the series, but that's also in part to do with the fact that Anton Kudobin just hasn't been the same goaltender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, Braden points one. Yeah, he could have tracked it better probably. And Kevin Shattenkirk's one. Yeah, he probably could have had that one as well. Uh, so it's not, you know, I, I don't just don't think it's all Anton Kudobin's fault in these in these moments, in these instances. Uh, but Tampa Bay's power play is getting its looks and Anton Kudobin isn't the same guy right now. Uh, you know, sub 900 save percentage in this series, well below that, in fact. 
Uh, and he just – the magic – I mean, we talked about the magic running out a little bit on this team. It seems like Kudobin is – or Hudobin has hit a bit of a wall here. And, and you know, now he's going to have to go in another back-to-back. We've seen him try to preserve energy for him before. Like, this is just not a good situation for Dallas West to digest this, turn it around, get a way better performance for their goaltender win, and just stop all the momentum that Tampa Bay's got going on right now. Uh, like, it's just not a good situation at all. And it starts, I think, in this series with poor goaltending. Yeah, he's, he has an 863 save percentage his last three games. It's, it's such a stark contrast from this unstoppable wall of man, essentially, that was in that uh, the the rest the the prior entire playoffs it's 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 you know it's coming at the worst possible time and it's definitely like when you look at his when you look at his workload throughout his entire career like he's never played more than you know 40 games or so 45 games and now he's being asked to shoulder this load and play a starter's like a starter's entire workload and now he's going to play on a back-to-back like it, it's this is just uh, at least at least it, First of all, the fact that we're having a back-to-back in the Stanley Cup final is ridiculous. Like, it's just – and this is something that if, if I was Dallas – I know both teams have to deal with this, but if I was Dallas, I'd be pretty pissed about that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think right now is we're just seeing a goaltender who hasn't – who's never played this amount of hockey in such a short amount of time, and we're just seeing the wear and tear on him. And, look, he's been phenomenal in, in, in previous series. He was, he was the story of, of the stars until, you know, I guess Yoel Kiviranta stole everyone's hearts uh, for a brief moment there. Um, and they'll always have that we're not going home video, but it just looks like he's cooked. Like you, you see, like you said, the magic looks like, looks like it's worn off. This was a team that was feeling themselves. This is a team that was just radiating this underdog, scrappy bunch of, of scrappy bunch of misfits kind of energy with with all the with the Kiviranta magic and with these guys with Joel Hanley scoring his first uh, NHL goal and stuff. Like it looked like these guys. They had all those stories and all those, you know, all, all those Rudy moments like we were talking about last podcast, um, putting it together. And now it, it just, they just don't have it. They just, they just look like a team that at that, when that goal came, it was scored. And obviously you're going to be disappointed, but the, the body language on, on every player on the ice, Jamie Alexiak specifically was just hunched over completely. It, it, it just looks like they're cooked. I, I hate to say it. Yeah, you mentioned that they'd be pissed about, you know, the, the situation that they got themselves in and, and mm-hmm. the, you know, the the, uh, the power play that left them in overtime. But I think, like, there's so many things for them to be angry about right oh, now. Yeah. And the fact that they have to, you know, I guess what you said was they'd be angry about going on a back-to-back, but they also have to be mad at the situation because, you know, obviously Jamie Benn, like, that was a penalty. If that's the second period of a regular season game oh, yeah. in February, that's a penalty every time. And it might not be a penalty in overtime in the Stanley Cup playoffs very often but you got to read the situation I mean Dallas just had a power play themselves on not a questionable call it was a legitimate call but right before the end of regulation they they a clear blown call on or it's a blown call in the case that it was added on to the list of infractions mm-hmm. with Braden Point going getting an embellishment call for what was a clear uh, hook or spear or whatever you want to call it from Corey Perry. I want to get on skating, that. Skating hitched on to Braden Point. And, and the, the referees decided that, you know, they were going to send them both to the box. Then they probably had to stew on that for the next 15 minutes during the intermission. Then they put Dallas on the power play. Of course, they're going to take the next opportunity to try and even up things because mm-hmm. as much as they don't want to be part of the story, they had already made themselves part of the story. So the officials yeah. got themselves in that situation. And Ben, there's a time and place to take liberties and there's a time and place to play it safe. He should not have been slew footing guys at that point of the game. So they can be mad all they want about that. 
Uh, but that was a dumb decision by Jamie Benn. There was a great – so after the game, Joel, uh, Joe Pavelski said, oh, you know, J- Ben kind of breathed on him, and uh, he fell down and got a penalty. And there was – I think it was scouting the refs on uh, – on Twitter said, it's fascinating how Jamie Ben breathes with his left arm because uh, he just completely <laughs> stiff-armed the guy in the middle. Um, I want to talk about that Braden Point uh, penalty for embellishment for a second um, because he didn't just get – he didn't just get hooked or, or slashed in, you know, in, in the thigh or anything like that. He got hooked or slashed in probably the most sensitive place on the male human body. And when that happens, you know, you being there, who, who hasn't been there? Um, you tend to maybe fall to your knees and nothing makes sense around you. The world is spinning. You want to throw up, basically. I'm shocked that he was okay and he responded. And he gets a penalty for embellishment. You don't call that in the Stanley Cup final, in, in, a, in a pivotal moment. You just don't. Like, it's – I, I want to know the thought process behind that penalty because it, it just made no sense. This was a horrendously officiated game, a terribly officiated game. And, look, that, that Ben call at the end of the game, I think that was relatively warranted. Like, I think that, yeah, it was very aggressive the way that he did it. And there's, there's a difference between a puck battle because Rick Bonus after the game, I was watching the post-game stuff, and he was saying – um, all, you know, it was just two guys fighting for a puck and he tried to be really diplomatic about it, but there's a difference between a puck battle and like violence. And that was violence. The Braden point thing, he got, he got slashed in the balls and he took it like you were getting slashed in the balls. Like it, what are you going to do? Like, uh, I, yeah, like, like you said, the refs made themselves, the officials made themselves part of the game. And that's when, that's when sports are at their worst. And it's a shame to see that. And you got to imagine in, in, in next game, Cups on the line, those whistles, they're going in the pockets and they're not coming. Oh, yeah. I, I think exactly what it was was a desperation effort to not get involved in the game. They didn't want to call the penalty against Perry, even though it was. So they decided in that snap instance to just send them both because they didn't want to make a decision that was going to spill into overtime. Then the obvious penalty happens in overtime. And then another even up opportunity comes and they have to take it because that's just you know how they've always done it historically. So I think they were trying not to be part of the game and then became part of the game, and then they just took over the game at that point, even though it was a stupid decision from Ben. Okay, we discussed a lot of the bad. Mm-hmm. Let's, go to, let's go back to the good, and then we'll yes. circle back to the bad, because I think there's a couple other things we have to discuss. But the good starts in this game with Braden Point. Yes. Um, he scored two beautiful goals, two goals that both showed off his immense skill, but were on sort of opposite ends, or two different tools from his immense toolbox. Mm-hmm. One was just, like, we were worried about this guy, you know, be getting back into the playoffs at all in the yeah. New York Islanders series because it looked like he had hurt his groin and he looked faster in that moment than he has at any point in these playoffs when he you know dashed through the middle of the ice a perfect breakout for Tampa and he was in all alone with so much speed he almost had too many moves like he was mm-hmm. he had already deked past Kudobin and he was still deking before he put in the net it seemed uh, that was an amazing goal and obviously his second goal the second of the game for the Lightning Basically, Matt dropped a perfect bunt, uh, and Hudobin wasn't paying any attention. Just another, op, like, a perfect uh, perfect example of his hand-eye coordination, yeah. perfect example maybe of Hudobin not being quite what he is or what he was earlier in these playoffs. Uh, but this game was all about Braden Point. Uh, it didn't end with a Braden Point goal, uh, but he certainly set the table for the Lightning in this crucial game. Yeah, I can't believe that this guy – he's clearly playing with injuries, obviously. It kept him out of playoff games, but – I can't believe that this guy is injured. Like, it, it, it's remarkable. That first goal that he scored, where he just dashed up the middle of the ice, like you said, that was the fastest. He, he went, what was it, 38 kilometers per hour, I think? Like that guy, I forget what it was. was it's so, always underwhelming, though. The, no, no, it's no. Always but, a, but yes. 
okay so so you actually don't need, you don't need the stats for that don't. because it's you're like he's going so fast and you see it and you're like oh that's you know my car goes that fast really really easily all but also time. he's a human being and that's a car he's a human being and, and at the he's same time too like when you're approaching you know breaking the speed limit in a school zone that's pretty fast Greg Wyshynski had, had a great point on Twitter. He said, you need to put the average, like you need, when you put that stat up there, you then need to put next to it the average speed of a skater. Just so we know how, like just so you have something to compare it to. For his average speed. Like yeah. what, you know, is that his high for the game? Which it probably was because no one was moving faster than that at any point in the game, it seemed like. No way. Yeah, and you, like that, that would make all the difference in the world because then you have something to base off of and you go, oh my God, this is incredible. Um, but yeah, he was, he was absolutely remarkable. He took the game over at certain points. Like those, he, those were two pivotal goals in the game, two, two goals that swayed the momentum and kept Tampa in a game that it looked like they were, they might've dropped at a certain point and he answered the bell. He's been remarkable. This is going to, is this the toughest comments my figure they're going to award in recent years? Like I, I flip flop between like three or four different dudes every single night. Save it for the end, Mike. That's our closing. That's our. Uh, I know, but I, I, I just wanted to tease it a little bit, you know. Just it, wanted it, to see. It is. It, yeah. My my. I guess if I'm, you know, giving away my hand, I may be flip flopping because wow. Braden Point was so good. That's, Braden Point was so good in this game. That in and the I, I, is what we call it. the top, I said I wanted to get a little takey, so I'm going to get a little. Takey okay, hit me. Let's go. A little bit later. No, we'll get to it a little. Later. Oh, okay. Sorry, you got me excited. I think we should talk about Tyler Sagan a bit. Yes. Though, because we've been all over him for his poor performances. But he was legitimately very good. And tonight, the Yahoo Sports NHL account became a gambling account because Mm -hmm. our fearless leader on the social media team, I guess, placed a bet. I think it was, you know, it was on his behalf. I don't know if he's using company money, but he placed a bet on Tyler Sagan scoring. And it looked twice like Tyler Sagan had scored, but it came back or at least was credited to someone else. I still think the pair, I don't know if Perry touched that first one. But anyway, he did look like Tyler it. Sagan had his moments, right? And he yeah. drew that penalty in overtime. He drew two penalties in the game, had two primary assists, both of which were almost his goals. I mean. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rick Bonus made the decision to completely jumble his lines. Like it was, it was the, it was the blender times a billion tonight. Like he just, everything was all over the place to start the game. And I think that had a lot to do with the fact that he wasn't waiting around for Tyler Sagan anymore. They mm-hmm. couldn't just keep running him out there with Ben and Radulov and hoping that first line would do something that could at least compare to what the lightning first line was doing. So he mixed things up. And I think it was because of Sagan and Sagan responded. I mean, he was one of their best forwards tonight. He was there for some crucial moments. 
Uh, and in the end, you know, he had those chances on the power play that he drew late in late or early in overtime. Uh, the goal didn't come from him. The goal still hasn't come. I mean, he's still waiting for it. Uh, but I think he stepped up in this game. Yeah, I, you look, I hope they didn't use company money to place that bet because I'd like to still have a job. That'd be nice because clearly they didn't get, get <laughs> well, to might, cash in. You might not now. Yeah, I know. Unless it, unless they change it on the official ruling tonight and we just have a you know, big That would be great. We, Socially I, I, distant party. Exactly. I would love to look like fools here. Um, but yeah, no, this was the first game that I, I tweeted this in the game, but this is the first game that I no, I've noticed Tyler Sagan in the series. Like he was doing things. He was in those as much as I hate the the cliched term in a broadcast where it's like, oh, if you're not scoring, you got to go to those dirty areas. You got to, I'm like, okay, whatever, man. Like, what does that even mean? But he really, he did go to those dirty areas now. He was in front of the net. He was in the middle of plays all the time. Every time there was a stoppage and a scramble in front of the net, you could see him at the bottom of the pile at the end of the whistle. He was doing things, which is good, which is more than I could say, um, at least offensively, because he does, you know, he's blocking shots and winning battles. And that's great, but he's paid to be an offensive player. Uh, he was doing things offensively. And, look, getting those two primary assists is great. He's got double-digit points now, so that's a big milestone for him. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate that, that one of those two goals uh, wasn't credited him because it, it seemed like on both of them uh, – the second one didn't go off him, but I think they, they should probably credit no. that first one. I want to ask – real quick aside because it reminded me of something. Why did the broadcast focus so much on Corey Perry tonight? Was it Corey Perry, like, Pride Night or something? We, like, we saw, on? we saw like, it was ridiculous. I don't know how many times we saw him twirl his stick on that, that split oh screen God. with the three of them. Like, it was, it was actually overload. Like, we're, I, like, I get it. We're running out of ideas here. It's late. That was a what cool find, about? I guess. It's the, and that was the a great Stanley game. Cup yeah, final. You know, how can right. you be running right. out of things? And that was a great game. But they kept going to it. it I know, why? It over and over again. I have no idea why. There was one point in a, in a throw to break where he goes, and coming up in the next intermission, we'll have another Corey Perry story. I'm like, do we need another Corey Perry story? Like one. <laughs> we, got, we, got an intermission, we got an intermission interview with Perry. Oh my I actually, God. I kind of regretted like coming clean that I am a Corey Perry fan <laughs> after seeing him hook on to yeah. Braden Point's balls and him get away <laughs> with it, really. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm, that was another take. I, I, as you mentioned, I'm taking tonight. And I'm a taking. Corey Perry guy because I just think he makes the game more exciting. And he, he made this game better. Like, there's no – like, you know what didn't make the game better were those split screens and him twirling a stick over and over again. But him, you know, being a grease ball and scoring a goal and just being in the action in an entertaining game, he ups the entertainment value. But, again, I don't think we need to see his warm-up, you know, yeah. at every, every whistle. Yeah, when Corey Perry's not, like, crippling guys, he's an entertaining hockey player. He just steps yeah. over that line a bunch. But, no, he's built for playoff hockey. Uh, it's – this was thank, – thank God this game happened. I just – because it just was seeming like every game was so predictable and kind of plodding, and this game came, came away, and it, it was just great. Is there anything else? We, I mentioned that we're going to get to the bad, but we kind of touched the bad. Well, does Dallas have a chance? Like, they're, they're, they're playing for their they lives. They have been bad. Tomorrow. They have been bad. So, yeah, I mean, that, I guess that qualifies as bad. Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say because I was thinking during this game the whole time that, okay, they're going to have to win a game with, you know, Hudobin being bad at this point because they're not the better team. Mm-hmm. And Hudobin's not – in, you know, in his zone where he's going to steal four games. They're going to have to win a game where Hudobin's bad. And that was the game where Hudobin – like, if, they're, if they have any chance of winning the series, like, you've got to win one that you don't deserve because they're mm. not the better team. And this seemed like it had to be the one. 
because they were hanging in it for so long. They had their yeah. opportunities. They had a four on three in overtime. They didn't cash it. So now we have to run it back 24 hours later. You know, Tampa's got all this momentum. We've seen how, you know, something can happen, can affect their mentality. Stamkos coming back, all of a sudden they look like a team that hasn't been in a bubble for the last two months, hasn't played every other night for the last two months, hasn't seen their, you know, haven't not seen their families. Like it just changed the way that they presented themselves. And now with this opportunity to win the cup and their body language compared to Dallas's body language, like it doesn't seem like, it, it just doesn't seem like Dallas has a chance. Now we've, we've seen different, you know, scenarios in which it, it seems like logic uh, is basically defied by what happened. So it wouldn't be a surprise, I guess. I mean, it'd be a surprise, but it wouldn't be like the craziest thing ever if Dallas was able to squeak out a win in game five and extend the series and bring it to Monday night. Uh, but it just seems like this is already etched into the cup. If, mm-hmm. you know, as if I'm going to use a terrible, uh, you know, You're metaphor or whatever there. Baby. Go with it. Um, but it's, it, it's, you know, it might not happen tomorrow night, but it seems like this is Tampa's and it seems like it's going to be really difficult to get up for a game and, you know, to try and prolong a series that looks like it's over at this point. I, this was, a, to your point about how it, this was supposed to be the game that, that, you know, they didn't deserve to win, but they win anyway. This was also the worst that Vasilevsky's looked, and they didn't take advantage of that. Vasilevsky has not been great, which is pretty crazy that Tampa is mm-hmm. comfortably ahead in this series where Vasilevsky not, hasn't and, really looked good at all. And this was the shakiest he's been, and they didn't take this advantage the of that. Player. Um, I, I got this weird feeling that they're going to pull it out tomorrow. I just, th- these things happen, man. Like it, these games, you think that the entire, you think that every single, um, um, domino is, is set to fall in Tampa's favor. You think that they're, they're ready to, to essentially just roll these guys over everything, the table set for them. And yet hockey's just this, this game where, where when you think it's going to go one way, when you think it's going to zig, it zags. And Look, Hudobin's never played this kind of workload before. He's going to have to go on a back-to-back. He already looked so gassed in this game. Hockey logic says he's going to put on a ridiculous – he's going to find the fountain of youth tomorrow. Uh, You know, they're they're losing Rupe Hintz. All right, cool. Joel Kiviranta, time to another hat trick. Like, I – this is – this all all of what I'm saying here doesn't have any statistical merit to it whatsoever. Uh, This is – this is – pure gut check and me being takey if, if we're going to be that way. But I just mm-hmm. have a feeling that somehow with their backs against the wall, with the, with the short turnaround time, with the exhaustion, and it's just, it'll just be pure adrenaline. I have a feeling that, that Dallas is going to – I think they might pull it out. I don't think they're going to win the, the series. Let me get that straight. Like, it's definitely Tampa's to win here. But I feel like they're going to prolong it a bit. I don't think the season's going to be over tomorrow. Um, but then again, maybe it's just wishful thinking. Maybe I don't want to let hockey go at this point because it's been so much fun since this came back. And these conversations that we're having post-game, just spectacular. Uh, Dallas, Dallas 0-2 in back-to-backs in the yes. playoffs. Tampa Bay's only played one back-to-back game. The back-to-back in that case was against Boston. They won 7-1 to in the back-to-back scenario. So, again, that is, you know, that means nothing. The sample could not be smaller. Uh, but another reason to it think. It literally hey, couldn't. Another reason that logic says the lightning might be there, but, you know, as you mentioned, it doesn't have to end tomorrow night. Uh, let's wrap it up with the Smythe check. This is, you know, where we're supposed to mm-hmm. finally butt heads because we've been all in on the Victor Hedman train. Yeah. Uh, but after Braden Point's performance, I mean, we got to overreact a little bit. So I got Braden Point now. He now leads the, uh, you know, he still leads the postseason in goals. We're up to 13, 30 points now. 
Again, as I mentioned in a previous Braden Point discussion, basically if he's in the lineup, the Tampa Bay Lightning are winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm running, I'm falling short of, you know, ways to push for him instead of Victor Hedman. Uh, but he's just been their offensive engine. He's been the guy. He's been spectacular. And every time we talk about Braden Point, Mitch Marner always comes up. Oh, so, yeah. you know, yes, just, to stoke, just to stoke the fire a little bit more, Braden Point winning the Conn Smythe would get everybody's attention. Uh, so I say by a hair, Braden Point was still lots of room for Victor Hedman to come through with one more game. You know what? I think, I think with the three guys, with, with the Kucherov, the Point, and the Hedman nominees here, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I'm still on Team Hedman just because I think he's so vital to that team. But then you look at Braden Point, and I think the, the biggest conversation they could have, aside from all the points, is that, you know, pun intended, um, is that look what happened when they took him out of the lineup. Like, the, like Tampa went from – Tampa right now looks like an unstoppable juggernaut. They're, they're a team that, that can respond to in any situation, that can play any style of hockey and weather any storm. But they take Braden Point out of the lineup, and they look like a neutered team that couldn't even, you know, go toe-to-toe with the New York Islanders, who are a neutered team in of themselves. So I, he's so important to their identity as a team. But at the same time, like Victor Hedman, he, he, set, he helped set up that – uh, the game winner he's he did man I just he's just so important like he's just so important to the team if you take him out of that lineup like what do they do like he just does everything for them I I, I gotta stay on on Hedman Island but only for content I think because either I'm not going to be disappointed in fact Twitter will be will explode with with Leafs takes once Braden Point um if Braden Point wins the con Smythe so that will be fun but man for me it, it's still Hedman 15 and three. The Lightning are 15 and three with Braden Point in the lineup since the, act- since the actual playoffs began. Also, Victor Hedman, I think he gave up his seventh and eighth goals at even strength today. You know, that's not much over the course of how many games they've played. So what, but Victor 24? Hedman picked up a couple minuses today, and that's good enough to put Braden a point ahead for me. So, all right, so we're nitpicking right now. now cool. Point mm-hmm. and Hedman. And it all comes down to one more victory, and then we'll make our decision. I guess we'll actually know who already won it by the time we talk. No, we'll uh, make our decisions. But we'll, <laughs> the league we'll, can do what they we want. Will, we'll make we our will decisions. Nitpick. We will nitpick and yeah. we will hand out the real Consmite Trophy winner when the Lightning win the Stanley Cup because we're both feeling that right yeah. now and we're not afraid to make hot takes today. Uh, I don't think there's anything, you know. You don't have to get takey if you're the Lightning. I mean, you're just in complete control. You got everything figured out. They lead 3-1 in the series. They can close things out in Game 5. We'll be back to talk about it. Mike, I'll let you sign it off. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.